Welcome to Mundo! The intro just did <laughs> kill the cameraman. <laughs> just, just Franco. What was that? This camera just cuts, <laughs> just cuts immediately. You cannot convince me that that subreddit does not have at least one instance of a blooper from porn. Just like imagine if like <laughs> you can't, I you can't convince me. It's like finally, it just like cuts. Immediately. That'd be funny. Uh, cut, cut straight to a freaking memory foam does this to your back. <laughs> like late night TV. Straight straight to freaking the egg test with the new purple mat thing. Those like <laughs> have you seen those on YouTube those YouTube ads? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the egg oh. test. What a what a stupid idea to test a mattress. You should welcome. You should welcome, welcome these good listeners to the Meet All Chat podcast. What if I don't want to? Then they won't be welcomed. They'll feel so oh, unwelcome. Shit. All right. Well, we better here. I'll, let me let me put on my radio voice. <laughs> right. Welcome to the Mute All Chat podcast. I am your host, Flapjack Bill, alongside Proxy Jack and Colonel Kraken. We're here to talk mad shit about League, help the low-elo plebs like our former selves climb, and generally entertain you. This is a safe space for feeders and scrubs. Now mute all. Let's invade Red. Gentlemen, we are about halfway through the first week of Worlds. Uh, Kraken has discovered a brand new video game called Teamfight Tactics. Uh, And I want to talk very briefly before we jump into Worlds, because that's the big thing we're going to talk about is... Team Liquid in North America and how we're doing so far. Uh, but Proxy, you told me before the stream and the meetup today uh, that you did something very, very impressive in solo queue today. What was that? Lilia is broken and pentakills are not too difficult because I got one today and I've only been really playing her for two days. She is a, a fun champion and I have and I'm finally having fun in League again because of her. How do you get a Penta? Uh, okay, so we were already winning hardcore, and I she, she is so crazy good at farming because she's good at taking camps with big um, sets of monsters really easily. Yeah. So I was super always... ahead. Yeah, I was like two levels ahead of their jungler. I was three, four levels ahead of the support. And so the top lane, I think the ADC and the support. No, not top lane because it was a team of top lane. Their mid lane. ADC and support were all running back to retreat into their base, and I launched her little bowling ball down the uh-huh. lane. They were all grouped together, hit all of them, ulted, and then just they they were asleep. I hit one W. All I had to do was hit one W on them, and I hit the center. Which, if you don't know, the center does triple the damage. And, and I, bro, I um, also popped a 25 stacks of dark harvest on oh so i was able to burst them instantly run around them because i had hit three abilities and then just start running it down mid where i then had to go toe-to-toe with master yi and luckily the ash just did the rest of the work on the teemo for me to walk in and just jump on him so I was able to go get an instant triple to a quadra to a penta, and it felt so good. Pretty, pretty impressive, my guy. Mm-hmm. You like, you love to see it. Pretty pog. Pretty oh, so pog. You, do you have to kill all the other, the other, all the other team's champions in like rapid succession by yourself? Wait, yeah. what? I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, you play support. You wouldn't. Yeah, know. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Oh my word, that's awesome. Uh Kraken, how's TFT? Do you like it? 
Um, I'm actually having a lot of fun this set, but I I haven't placed anywhere higher than fifth because I have no idea what's going on. Uh, but <laughs> it's fun. I mean, I like it how it's not as straightforward as just like like brawler, Zork, uh, mages, uh, assassins. It's like a little more. It's a little bit more like creative, I think. I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's not as straightforward, definitely not, but it's kind of like a trade off because I feel like with like the first set of TVT, even though I liked it a lot, I got to like plat or something in the first TFT, which is more like silver and solo cube. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I uh, I feel like it. It was just kind of a little, kind of like it was a little too self-explanatory. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know nothing about this patch i'm just i'm just like i'm playing a game like right now actually and i'm i'm trying to go warlords but i also got some duelists just now so but um warlord duelist isn't bad there is a warlord duelist it's zinzao no no it's not that it isn't bad i'm just like you know uh what was i saying i don't know you were talking about warlords and shit yeah but we should be hold on yeah, we should be chilling. Oh, my freaking Zinzao was next to other champions. How embarrassing. <laughs> Big awkward. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Well, I I have a little to talk about on TFT too because I am also enjoying this set. I'm just bad at it. This set, I've had a real rough time. I've mostly been landing in the... The same boat as you, like, fifth. Gosh, uh, that's another guy running Warlords. That sucks. Oh, well. Oof. Uh, yeah, well, it's, uh, it gets tricksy. The, the best advice I have for you is to pick one thing and just hard force yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, it just finishing up a set of anything is going to, is going to be better than, is going to be enough to get you to, like, I don't know, gold. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, a lot of times, or especially, like, maybe people, like, learned and caught on by now, but, um, it used to be like all you really needed to do is make sure you're just finishing sets and stuff stuff and then it'll eventually beat out beat out the the players that like didn't make up their mind in time. Yeah. And then and you sort of just itemize like you just try to be as optimal as possible with like what you have. Like you're not really it's not really going to be like the best thing ever, but you kind of just Yeah, you just have to adapt. Uh, you just have to go with the flow, kind of. But I don't know. I like know nothing about this set, but it'd be fun to look into. I mean, give it me, give me something to, do, give me something to do during like the off season. Yeah. Besides, like lose games on a collie. Who's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like go like zero and zero and eleven on norms. It's the good shit. Yeah. Well, some people are not going zero and eleven. In fact, some people are stomping their way through the world scene right now. Uh, one of those teams could be stomping their way through. It's Team Liquid, straight out of North America. Our third seed team to the world's stage. Uh, as of right now, at, what what time is it? What day is it? Uh, 11.20, your time, uh, September yeah. 27th. Yeah, September 27th, 11.20, my time, which is Central Standard Time. Team Liquid is 2-0 and oh and at the top of their group. Mm -hmm. uh, let me pull up their group. We have the two games tonight to play. Yes, they will play two games during this evening in uh, North America, starting at 3 a.m. Central, and then again at 5 a.m. Central. They should have their games. Uh, as of right now, their group looks like this. Here are the standings. We've got Team Liquid, 2-0. and oh. Papara Supermassive which is a Turkish team, also 2-0. and oh. so Legacy Esports is in third with uh, one win, one loss. Mad Lions is fourth, one win, two losses. And INTZ from Brazil is zero wins, three losses. They are just getting beat the hell up. Uh, so yeah, we should have, if I go back to the schedule, four games... Uh, and they will determine tiebreakers. So should Team Liquid 
beat Supermassive and then Supermassive loses to Legacy Esports by some chance, there will be a tiebreaker between Liquid and Supermassive at the end of the day to uh, determine who will actually take first seed. Um, but if my math is correct, there shouldn't actually be a high chance for any tiebreakers in this group. It's all pretty much sorted out. I don't think, yeah, INTZ plays one game and they cannot catch up. Uh, even if they win that game against Team Liquid this coming morning, uh, it's just, it's not enough to keep their tournament hopes alive. So they're really just in it to play spoiler for TL. Uh, if Mad Lions beats Legacy Esports, they will be hanging on for dear life in third. Uh, there, there might be a world where, yeah, there might be a world where Mad Lions and Legacy Esports have to play a tiebreaker. At the end of the day, it would mean Legacy would have to lose both their games, and Mad would have to beat. Them. No, I'm, I'm dumb. Never mind. Don't listen to me. I don't know anything. Uh, all, all I know is uh, we reviewed the Team Liquid games and I have some stuff that I think uh, is good for us uh, in, at least Team Liquid North America in general going into groups uh, and I have some uh, maybe some questions about some of the other teams that we've seen uh, namely a uh, question about Mad Lions now, I know Europe got four teams to go to Worlds this year based on their most they had a win. recent yeah, mm-hmm. their most recent successes in yeah. uh, Worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get to send four teams. Mad Lions was the fourth team after they basically combusted during uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got into this group, and it was largely predicted that they would dominate the group. It would probably be Mad Lions and Team Liquid jostling for first and second to get out of the group and into the group stage. But that's just not how it's shaken out so far. Mad Lions has dropped two games and won one game. Uh, let me see. Who did they beat? Let me look back at the schedule. Uh, so far, Mad Lions has lost to Papara Supermassive. Lost to Team Liquid, and they beat INTZ. In the first game of Worlds, Mad Lions beat INTZ pretty soundly. Uh, so that was a uh, a whole kind of crazy run for them. Because day one, they played two games. They had a, shake, a shaky-ish win. Uh, mostly just Shadow had a bad game in the INTZ win. Uh, and then they played Team Liquid and just got ran the hell over. And then uh, they played Para Supermassive and also got ran over. So they, they're not looking super strong. So I don't, I don't have like high hopes for them going against Legacy Esports. They, both teams have one win, but they, they, might, they might pull it out. Uh, Team Liquid, in the meantime, has showcased what I like to call a world's buff. And it's it's largely because they've got, I think, just massive amounts of experience on their roster. They've got two world champions. They've got Jensen, who's been to Worlds a gajillion times and made it to quarters. Is that right? With C9? Yeah, he, they made it into groups. They um, made it out of groups, didn't they? Or, sorry, they made it into the bracket. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been, yeah, they made it to quarterfinals with C9. And the only, like, questionable part of their team is tactical. And it's just because he's a rookie. He has performed exceptionally well in North America, uh, leading to a very dominant-looking record for Team Liquid during the summer split. They just sort of combusted against TSM in the finals. Or not in the finals, Uh, in the semifinals. I'm so dumb. Oh, well, don't be dumb. Uh... So Team Team Liquid looked really strong domestically and then kind of threw a best of five against TSM, went to Worlds, and are just looking superb in comparison to a lot of these minor region teams, uh, which is kind of unfortunate for the minor region teams. I think they actually got the worst end of the stick having 
such a strong experienced roster from North America in the groups. Uh, I think it would probably be the same if TSM was in the groups, but if FlyQuest was in the groups, I think FlyQuest would be faring a little bit worse. They might still have the same win-loss, but I think they might actually have like had a, a, maybe like a comeback win instead of just two dominant wins. But that's that's just my personal opinion. I could be wrong. You guys watched those games. What did you think of Team Liquid so far? I mean, they looked really good, but then again, the competition wasn't really there. I mean, like Mad looked pretty. It was like honestly really flat. And I think like when it's like because like League is a snowball. It's like it's a snowbally game. So like even on the pro level, like when. When someone is snowballing, they're gonna look a lot better than they probably really are. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that like Liquid's bad or they don't have any experience or they're trash or something, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely and like I was memeing that a lot when we were watching it. I was like, "Oh, dude, this is it. They're going all <laughs> the way." But it's in in reality, there's still a lot of stuff that needs to be answered still, like. Oh, it's like Impact is not going to run around like a six kill Mordekaiser in like the semis. Like it, that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, at least I don't I don't think so. If it did, that'd be insanely hype. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, you got a fair point there. Uh, it, they're certainly playing against uh, what would be considered less stiff competition. I think the best hope for this group was that Mad Lions was going to be. Uh, you know, competitive with them, but instead it's the Turkish team to uh, Papara Supermassive. Supermassive. There's a, uh, that's going to be, is that the first game today is? Yeah. So Papara Supermassive versus Team Liquid, first game of the day. Um, we've actually seen Supermassive at, uh, we've seen them at Worlds and we've seen them at other international competitions. This is a team of people that you should recognize some names of. Uh, they've got Zeitnot in the bot lane. He's been a, a premier Turkish L, uh, ADC for a long time. Uh, they also have Snowflower and Kakao. Snowflower uh, is a Korean support who's been in the TCL for basically as long as I've paid attention to the TCL. As well as Kakao, who is an, uh, a Korean jungler, and he's really bringing some oomph to this team. Uh, the, the big question, I think, for me is going to be whether Jensen can hold his own against Polulu, who is the mid laner, and whether Impact can run over Armit, who is the top lane. Uh, uh -huh. Outside of that, I think it's it's pretty even in all the other positions. Baroxa is uh, showing that he's not just some boring basic jungler. Uh, he is providing a lot for the team so far. And we'll see how he stacks up against Kakao in five, like, kills, five hours. That's true. He did have five kills in the game against who was it? Legacy? No, it wasn't Legacy. Yes, it was. It was <sighs> Legacy. So we'll see. They brought uh, uh, who did Legacy bring to the to the games? I I know the the Lolly Sports website sometimes has their champions or the, their uh, players listed in the wrong positions. But they were supposed to get better about it. Uh, it looks like they brought... It looks like Legacy Esports has two top laners that they brought to the tournament. But one of those top laners played mid in the game against Team Liquid, and their mid laner was like on the bench. And both their, both Tally and Halo are both named James. So, you know, James. People, is... people named James love to play League. Yeah, they're not they're not good at it either. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're kind of <laughs> they're kind of bad. They're kind of cringe. <laughs> it's pretty cringe, bro. It's pretty, pretty cringy this game. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. But, yeah. I think uh, if if Impact keeps playing, I have, it's I, I have Garen's. I have a three-star Garen, and I also have another one-star Garen. <laughs> you don't need that last one. Why do you have him? I, I, I don't... Well, I got him in a... Where did I get him from? Did you get him from, a, like, a loot box thing? Yeah, I got him from, like, a loot thing. Like, I got, like, the last Garen. 
Dang. Dang. That's that's pretty wild. I see you are going Warlord like I told you to. I also am getting absolutely dumpstered. No. That's not supposed to be what happens. I'm not... Wait, hold on. Proxy, how, how much of Worlds have you actually watched? Because I know you and I probably will watch the most. I mean, I've been able to catch it at work here and there, but like, I'm also taking on some more responsibilities at work. So it's like when it's on, all of a sudden, all the people that I need to interact with need me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to just listen to it. So, because I'm only watching the read broadcast, and all I know is like NA is doing decently well for once, which is a big surprise and a big, a welcome one at that. Like, uh, cause, yeah, yeah. So, um, right now, what I'm hoping for is that we actually see NA start kicking some of these Chinese teams around at least so we can get farther than we normally do. All right, I hit six warlords. There you go. That's pretty good. As long as you can get some decent items out, you should be just bang. <laughs> well, Proxy, in terms of how uh, NA is doing, they've only played two games. They're going to play another two games today, and that should... Where's the damn... I keep mixing up my tabs. They're going to play two games today... Odds are there will be a tiebreaker of some sort. And then they'll be seeded into best of fives to see who's actually going. As of right now, oh no, they should just get, uh, if they win the group, they'll just get sent straight to group stage. I keep saying lies on the podcast. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, we're. I keep keep forgetting how the format is because they changed it this year and I just figured out the format and then Vietnam didn't get to go and now it's all fucked up again. Damn, Yo, there's this good. guy. There's this guy in my lobby with a level with a with a three star Yasuo, six duelists, and four enlightened. Oh my god! <laughs> he hasn't lost. Well, yeah. All he needs is Kane, or not Kane. All he needs is Yone, and he'll just end the game. Dumpster. Yeah, basically. Right now, Speaking duelist of is pretty good. Dumpstering, so. like watching, like impact or tactical like right now is just insane yeah the they're, they're, pretty, they're really far they have been they were scary it was like they were prepping for worlds it looks like no they didn't kidding. care about uh lcs and this is gonna be jack this is gonna be his first uh time coaching at worlds he's That's been right. an analyst every year up until now so this is really gonna be it's pretty cool that he tested his medal against NA teams and did well. And now it's going to be him testing his medal against the rest of the world's teams. And if they can do well, he it, it's probably going to change the coaching dynamic uh, uh, yeah. in, in North America hard. Like he's going to be a premier coach. Reaper is still probably going to be a premier coach wherever he ends up. But teams are going to see that and they're going to go, we need analysts in head coach positions. And they're going to look to poach the Riot analyst desk. I guarantee it. Yeah. I right. see that. It's going to be all the color casters getting mm-hmm. snapped up by teams. But that, yeah, it's it's Jat's first year as a coach. It's Tactical's first Worlds. I mean, this is Core JJ and Impact. They're both world champions from different years. Uh, so they're bringing just a whole new level of calm and intensity. Impact's been playing this game for a bajillion years. Yeah. And Core JJ, like they talk, a lot of people talk about it when you listen to an analysis of Team Liquid. And Core JJ just doesn't spend any time bot lane. Like he spends probably 60% of his game away from tactical. He's just constantly in mid, constantly invading with Broxa, constantly hitting up top lane. Like they play like a well-oiled machine, and it's it's cool to see. However, when when you when you have a group like the play-ins, and you're like, this team plays like a well-oiled machine, and the rest of the play-in teams do not do that, 
it might not be the greatest metric to measure your team by. So this is like, there's a, there's a good chance that we look at team liquid right now and all the other analysts and people who are like, and is undefeated at world so far. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if team liquid stomps the groups and just wins out four Oh, even if that happens, they're still going from a group of teams that don't play like well oiled machines to a group of teams that are already well oiled machines. That play like Pacific Rim robots. Like <laughs> Yeah. Basically yeah. It it's going to be a real change in competition. And I'm I'm hoping they can hold up to the task. I think they've got the veterancy to hold up to the task. But if the, man, Jensen's like Jensen's great, but he's also the king of choke. He's got two infamous choke plays now. One, he doesn't ult Orzonias with Echo in that game forever ago that no one remembers. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm still debating on that because it looked like he should have been able to. Um, It looked like it was that. Oh, that one still pisses me off because he legitimately could not ult, but he wasn't silenced. He wasn't um like. There was something funky about it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's wild. Uh, but there's another one now. When he played in the in that best of five against TSM, it was his. It was Jensen's Zillion versus Bjergsen's Syndra, and he gets caught by. I think he gets caught by the Syndra stun and ulted, and Jensen flashes away but doesn't ult himself while his ult is up, uh, and that's. You know, you can't... There's more time to react to that than all of the people that were going to kill him on the Echo play. So, it, in the in the heat of the moment, he might choke. But also, he can just solo carry the game if he feels like it. So, we'll see. Right now, he's playing exceptionally consistently. He's not giving up uh, huge leads. I mean, so far, he's been playing and he's been down in CS, but that's because they've been picking more Rome style champions for him. He's played a twisted fate game and he played a Syndra game. And in the Syndra game, he had just a, a rough lane matchup against, or no, he did not play Syndra. He played Oriana. He had a, a sort of rough lane matchup against a Lucian who will naturally go up and CS against you in that matchup. And then on the twisted fate, he was just always roaming. So he couldn't really generate a massive lead for himself there, but he was, you know, making his impact felt across the map. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that all of this sort of game prowess and knowledge will translate to the next stage of play uh, because I, I think it, there's probably like an 80% chance that they just went out and make it into the groups to be seated. Um, there are only two groups that they can get seated into. I think that's important to note. There are two groups that Liquid can get into if they went out they can go into Group B or Group A. Uh, Group A consists of G2 Esports from Europe, Suning Gaming from China, and Machi Esports. Where the hell are they from? They're from Taiwan. I don't know how they got a group stage team. I thought that was a minor region. Maybe I'm just dumb, though. Uh, in Group B, they uh, this is considered one of the groups of death. There are two groups of death, and this is one of them. Uh, it's got Damwon Gaming, Rogue, and JD Gaming. Damwon from Korea and JD Gaming from China, respectively. Uh, JD Gaming looks pretty monstrous, and Damwon looks like they just can't lose games. Uh, mm-hmm. Showmaker is a madman. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's Group B, and we all know Rogue is good, but also hot trash. So we'll see. We'll see how they, they hold up. Uh, group D is the other group of death in case anyone cares uh, and that's got top esports and DRX top esports has the greatest player in the world at the moment in Knight they also have Karsa, a legendary jungler they poached Jackie Love from Invictus Gaming, that's a, a lie Invictus Gaming threw Jackie Love out into the cold <laughs> and top esports picked him up and just crushed everybody to death with him so that's a that's a very intense team to deal with. DRX has Deft, who is a world champion. 
Chovy, who I don't think is a world champion, but he's still an insane player. Anyways, Doron, Piosic, and Kyria. Uh, those guys are all very good. And they have to beat FlyQuest to death. And we've got poor FlyQuest slotted into this group. Those unlucky sons of bitches. Uh, FlyQuest, they're the unpredictable team, though. So they might they might be able to come out and take a game or two off of those guys. Uh, they cannot. Uh, Team Liquid cannot get seeded into Group D as they already have FlyQuest, and they can't get seeded into Group C as Group C has TSM in it already. Hmm. So it's it's going to be one of the other groups, uh, and that's just going to be. Oh, I I can't wait for that group stage. It's going to be more games in a day. We're going to see uh, styles just start and fall within one game. Like we might see a team try to run uh, Twitch, which has been running rampant in the play-ins, and maybe it's a play-in team that tries to run it, and it just gets crushed by one of these group stage teams, and that could be just run right out of the meta. The meta is going to shift and get pared down even tighter. I reckon, just like every Worlds before, it's going to come down to a select group of about 10 champions that are picked with another 10 or 15 that are pretty consistently banned. Uh, And it's going to be teams that have one tricks or teams that have like super secret pocket picks that are going to be the outlying teams. I think those are going to be the guys who do the best. Uh, And I I hesitate to say that it's going to be like TSM with their Zillion because I think Zillion's... In the hands of Bjergsen, it's crazy. In the hands of Jensen, it's good. But no one else plays it, so I don't actually know if it's a good pick. Uh-huh. And I'm, mm. I'm, I'm nervous to watch what other teams do to it. I will say, though, on a slight tangent, uh, on the Chinese super server, where all the pro teams are right now, or at least the ones at Worlds, and they're, they're playing against each other, um, it happened that TSM, while solo queuing, got into a game as a five stack, surprisingly. And they were playing against Duinby, who's a former world champion from Fun Plus Phoenix. Or he's a current world champion, I should say. They haven't crowned a new one yet. Uh, he was the mid laner from uh, Fun Plus Phoenix. And Bjergsen played Zillion and actually caught first blood on Duinby. And it was it was pretty funny to watch. Because Doombi thought he had the sauce on a tower dive and Bjergsen just just got away by the skin of his teeth. Caught Doombi under tower with a stun, double bomb, dead. Doombi was like, hmm. Wow, okay. Wow. It was <laughs> like, like, that in like, oh, like Owen Wilson, but in yeah. Chinese. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> It was a, f- a fun little clip, but uh, that's basically all we have on Worlds right now. Uh, we're still in the heat of play-ins. Uh, I believe play-ins run for the they runs tomorrow, well tonight, Tuesday and Wednesday. So we're gonna have games all the way through September thirtieth. Uh, then there's a brief break until Saturday, October third. When we get one, two, three, four, five, six games across, looks like most of the groups, uh, FlyQuest, Rogue, and TSM will all have a game that day. Uh, TSM's game is going to be against Fnatic. Uh, so there's a chance that we get Liquid in on one of those days. It's all just going to det- depend on who gets seated where. Uh, but yeah, we could have all three NA teams play that day. Could not. All depends. Uh, then we have another six games on Sunday, October 4th. And another six games Monday, October 5th. And another six games Tuesday, October 6th. Uh, yeah, they're really just running the days up on top of each other. I hadn't actually looked at the schedule until right now, but it looks like hmm. they're playing like four days straight. And then a break, and then they're playing the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, the 11th. And that's it. Wow, okay, so we're going to get two weeks of group stage. 
Dang. we're gonna get the october 3rd 4th 5th 6th and then we're gonna get october 8th 9th 10th 11th and then we're into semifinals baby and we're <laughs> just getting best of fives on the day so we're gonna get a best of five october 15th a best of five october 16th a best of five the 17th and the 18th each of those are actually uh each of those are starting at 5 a.m central standard time so i might i might actually get a new job tomorrow which means i might actually be able to wake up in time for this wake me up wake me up inside all right all right listen you sorry wrong podcast wrong podcast what other podcast are you on always welcome on any podcast ever damn right right. especially the best music ever podcasts (laughs) mute all chat podcast the best music podcast there is um that's all i have for worlds right now i have high hopes for liquid but we'll see how they we'll see how they do anybody else got anything we can talk about tft i mean i'm we haven't seen so it's only been one group right that's the only one we've seen only one that's um, good anything we've seen two groups uh but there are only two groups during the playing stage yeah uh would you like to talk about the other group we can talk about the other group i have some hot opinions about this group. i mean we because i let's see did we think this this was predicted to be like the easiest group right uh the team liquid group yes yeah. yes in turn uh, for at least an A, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh granted it's a play-in group, so it was predicted that Team Liquid and Mad Lions would lead this group with INTZ, Supermassive, and Legacy scrapping it out for third, fourth, fifth. Uh when in reality it's INTZ just getting shit on. Uh Mad Lions, Legacy, and Supermassive scrapping it out for second, third, fourth. Um on the other side of the spectrum. We have PSG Talon, which is from the TCL. Uh, we have Unicorns of Love from the Russian League. Rainbow Seven, where the hell are they from? From Latin America. Uh, mm-hmm. LGD, the fourth seed from China. And V3 Esports from Japan. Uh, big sad, this group is already finished, basically. They finished their games uh, this previous morning. It would be Friday morning, since that's when we're recording. Uh, with some of the most insane League of Legends I have ever seen. I encourage everyone to watch... What game was it? Uh, it was the Unicorns of Love versus LGD <clears throat> game that would determine LGD's fate, as it were. Uh, UOL had lost a game this morning against Rainbow Seven in a shocking upset. And then they played a game against LGD uh, where LGD was playing for their tournament lives effectively. Or they were, they were playing to not have to do a best of five. And Unicorns of Love and LGD put on one hell of a show. I'm not going to spoil it, even though it already happened. Uh, I highly recommend if you have to watch a game or if you have the opportunity to watch a game from play-ins, watch that one. Mm. It was insane uh without spoiling the end of that game i am going to give you the rankings for these teams because they are all done the tiebreakers have been played uh out in front is psg talent uh there's a big fat star next to that though and i will get back to that in a moment uh second place unicorns of love third place rainbow seven fourth place lgd Fifth place, V3 Esports. Now, unfortunately, this means V3 Esports cannot progress any further. Their time at Worlds is done. They are going back to the Japanese League. Uh, actually, they Ooh. may stay on as like a scrim partner for other teams. Who knows? I don't know what you're allowed to do when you get booped out of Worlds. Uh, so we'll we'll see if they. Uh, I mean, are I, mentioned I any think they I think the losing teams pretty much get like they can have a seat and watch the game or the world's finale, so I'm sure they're going to stick around and help, you know, scream whatnot. I think it would be extremely valuable. If, like, even if, if if you're a major region and you get booped out early, uh, it's, of course, going to sting and be embarrassing, but I think there's 
no reason to call it a year and go home and just sit around, send your players back to their respective homes to just sit around, jerk off, and play solo queue for a couple mm-hmm. months during preseason. Like That's a bad thing. Listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> uh I think it's definitely worth your time to try and stay and scrim if you can. I don't know if you can or not. Might just be talking out of my ass. But yeah, we'll see. Um, that you are. Anyways, the big fat star. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the big fat star next to PSG Talent is this. Uh, if I remember correctly, PSG Talent had some issues with visas and getting their players to Shanghai on time. Where Worlds is being held. Uh, their jungler, their mid laner, and their AD carry could not get to Shanghai in time. So Riot made some preparations for this. They allowed PSG Talon to get a loner ADC from another Taiwanese team. And they allowed them to sign a Korean mid-jungle that were free agents to play for the play-in stage only up until the main roster for the team had completed their quarantine and were eligible to play on stage. So, you have a team here playing the play-ins, best of ones, that is composed of five players who have really just not played together for more than four days. That's when they were able to get the team together to scrim with other teams and to play together as a unit for the first time. So with four days of practice, Hanabi, Kongyue, Uniboy, D, and Kaiwing played their hearts out. And effectively stomped the shit out of everybody. They went four and one, including a tiebreaker, lost one game. I don't even remember who they lost it to. Let me check. Who did they who did they even lose to? They lost one game to Unicorns of Love. And that was September twenty-sixth, they lost that game. So that's just what the fuck just happened to my schedule. <laughs> oh, what? It just like went crazy. Anyways, uh, so yeah, you've got this. The now the the Korean mid jungle, Kangyue and Uniboy, uh, they had played together before. They, I believe, they were playing on a Korean team and got like didn't maybe didn't perform very well, and so they got basically ousted from the team. Well, these guys popped all the way off, and D did as well. Uh, it, it, it was just a massacre of these poor other teams. Uh, PSG Talon was not supposed to do well, especially with their main roster effectively being quarantined. Uh, and it, it's honestly just incredible that they pulled out all these wins especially against teams that were supposed to do very well, like Unicorns of Love, uh, LGD. The the prediction was that Unicorns of Love and LGD were going to lead the group, and then Rainbow Seven and PSG were kind of going to be scrapping it out with V3 Esports to see who would take the bottom three spots. And that's not what happened at all. LGD fell apart in the hardest way. There were people in the Twitterverse who were talking about how if LGD didn't stop losing games, they would basically have to fire their entire roster and get a new roster because of how embarrassed they would be. They were talking about how the Chinese fans would just crush this team. It, it was horrible, the things that were predicted for them if they didn't stop losing games. Heavens to Betsy, what happened to you? Ooh, what? You just, blow, you just blow into your microphone or something? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, I know, Proxy, you haven't really watched any of these games. I should have had us watch the 
the Unicorns of Love LGD game because it was just a, it was just a treat to watch. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this group was very fun to watch. I believe no one got seated yet because there's still best of fives to play. But Rainbow Seven has a best of five against LGD, and that's for their tournament lives. If LGD win the best of five, I think they have to play another best of five against one of the top teams from their group. Uh, same goes for Rainbow Seven. Uh, that's going to be Tuesday morning. Wednesday morning, there's going to be a best of five between two teams who haven't been determined yet, and there's going to be a best of five between Unicorns of Love and I believe whoever wins the best of five beforehand. So it's it's going to get real intense after today's set of games based on who's going to get seeded into the groups. Uh, it's it's going to be pretty chaotic, especially with LGD looking kind of bad, but they might be able to turn around in best of fives. Uh, Unicorns of Love and PSG Talon looking crazy good. So we'll, we'll see. It's it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Um, I know you don't really have very many opinions on these teams since you haven't been able to watch them really, but I mean, how do you, how, who's your, who's your predicted world champion right now? Here, let me look at the schedule some more, but might, I'm thinking about actually just going through and start setting up the database. Um, so I can actually just start putting statistics and figuring it out as we see these clashes happen. Um, Good news for you. Uh, every year they do a pick 'em for the worlds, which is basically like if you've ever done a basketball bracket, yeah. uh, it's basically that. Uh, they did not include the play in stage this year, so huh. we can get uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time on September 30th. We're going to have the opportunity to log in to the Lolly Sports website, fill out a pick 'em. And I am absolutely going to do it this year because I think I have a pretty good read on how people are going to do it. When was the, I wanna, when I was the last time we could do that? Uh, I think it's just that day. Because oh. games games will happen the following morning. Yeah. I want I want TSM or PlayQuest. To win worlds? Mm-hmm. I want a big upset. I would like I want them. And you guys will remember this earlier in this podcast. I want them to come out swinging. Come out swinging. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. They're going to come out swinging hard and heavy. Well, let me let me just read you up on some of the TSM and FlyQuest opponents. Uh, day one of group stage, you've got FlyQuest playing top esports. Top esports is supposed to win worlds, just, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, all, yeah. the, all the professional analysis has uh, top esports winning worlds, and they're going to play FlyQuest first. It's going to be 3 a.m. October 3rd. Uh, that same day, TSM plays Fnatic. Uh, that should be a bit closer of a match, in theory. Now, if you're looking for upsets, the biggest fucking upset you could get would be FlyQuest beating top esports in that best of one. It would be FlyQuest pulling off the nuttiest level one as they are prone to do with picks that no one has seen yet from them. Santorin popping off solo dumpstering. Who the hell is top esports top laner? Who, who the, who the hell is it? Somebody, somebody tell me LPL standings. I have to go to standings. God damn it. <laughs> LPL. Who's the top laner? 369. It's got to be solo playing out of his mind against 369. It's got to be, who's the mid laner? Power of Evil having the performance of his life against Knight. It's got to be uh, Santorin wow. beating Karsa. And it's going to be Wild Turtle playing Jackie Love. Yeah. That sounds hard as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's impossible, but it sounds hard as shit. Oh, wait. This is sick. I can actually just pick teams. Okay. You want to know? All right. FlyQuest. They have one, two, three, four, five, six games during group stage. They have to play top esports first, an undetermined team that has yet to be seated into their group, then DRX, 
Then they have to play DRX again, then top esports again, and then that other team again. If they can upset top esports in the first game, that's a massive advantage. If they can then beat the team that gets seeded into the group and go 2-0 in the first two days of group stage play, that's going to be insane. Problem is, they also then have to beat DRX twice in a row. If they can do that, I think they have a great shot at winning Worlds because they'll have beaten two of the group of death teams and whoever the random challenger is, right? There's a, Those two games have to go their way, but you could be right. Now, if you want TSM to win, just like I do. <laughs> just like we all do. Just I mean, like we I, all do. I'm not big fans of them, but it's it's Worlds, so I got to do what I got to do. It's Worlds and it's North America, and we want it. We want it bad. You got to have TSM. They got to play Fnatic, then Gen G, then the random team that could seed it in with them, then Fnatic again, then Gen G again, and then the random team that gets seeded in. What so they got to play the same rotation twice. You, you're not wrong. It, in theory, is winnable. The problem is, the way their schedule's set up, they have to play this coming Saturday, then Sunday, then they have a break till October 6th, and then they have to play three games on October 10th. Wow. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure how they're going to do tiebreakers this year because October 10th has six games going on and all of them are that group. I so, mean, they might just pull it so they're uh, through the weekdays. Like they yeah, were they might it. have to. But if, if they have to play, if for like some terrible reason they have to play tiebreakers that day, you're looking at a TSM team that's going to play three games and then potentially one or two tiebreakers, which is probably going to be best of fives and not best of ones. Maybe best of threes. I don't know what the format is. So that that's going to be a grueling day because none of those games are going to be against the same team. Yeah. They're going to play the same team twice max. But now this is not this this group actually sounds a lot better for me, right? Cuz Fnatic looked like hot garbage until playoffs. And then they were putting up a fight against G2. So Fnatic basically got the playoff buff. And it was their jungler that was just playing out of his mind. We also have a TSM team where Bjergsen's playing like the standard rock he is. Doublelift has finally figured out how to play like a carry again. Mm -hmm. uh, Biofrost is playing well. Spika is playing out of his goddamn mind. He is getting bans drawn against him on a team that has Bjergsen and Doublelift on it. That is fucking crazy. He's also the youngest player. I think he's the youngest player yeah. in Worlds. No, I'm just kidding. Doesn't yeah, man, he's me. like he's the biggest 10 years rookie old. then. He's like the biggest hotshot rookie right now. Yeah, basically. But we all know how that goes. Remember, uh, who was it that was on Phoenix One? What was uh, the jungler? Unfortunately, like when it comes, uh, oh. he had like an incredible showing at Worlds. TSM signed him because their org went under, and then he played like shit for TSM after and after one split, they got rid of him. To, I can't I, remember his name. I when it comes to like anything not an A, like even imports, I'm like, uh He wasn't an import though. That was the thing. He was native. What? It was on he was Phoenix one. Ah, uh, I'm gonna have to fucking look it up, aren't I? Okay. <laughs> uh I should just be able to go to TSM rosters. Gamepedia. They'll have it. Hmm. They'll have the roster. Was it 2015 when they picked him up? Who was it? They picked up Svenskeren. Biofrost. They lost to Phoenix 1. Beat CLG. And then C9 in the finals. Man, TSM's always had really shitty fucking groups at Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the 
2016, the year where they should have just stomped everybody, they got drawn against Samsung Galaxy, who won Worlds that year, and Royal Never Give Up, who's never Royal not done never, well. Royal Never Give Up. And Splice, who did really good. They dropped three games in the group stage, two to RNG. Oof. Lost the second place tiebreaker and did not advance. Big oof. When um, did they when did they get? Who's played? Who's played for them? Mike Young. It was Mike Young. Oh. I remember that. I remember. Oh God. Yeah. He they played did not for them that year. For like one year. Who's he playing for right now? Is he on a team? He's playing for a new esports. Who the fuck are they? My, how the mighty have fallen. The The story of Mike Young is he played on Phoenix One for like a year. And then he went to TSM and played for six months and got dropped to their academy team, played for four months, and got sold to Team Liquid, played on their academy team for seven months, went to Echo Fox for a month, Went to TL Academy again for a month, and now he's on a new esports. Huh. Who is this team? They must be some, like, they're just an amateur team. Okay. They're coached by Zig. He's a former pro. Wow, I really got, like, just thrown way the <laughs> hell off trying to figure out who Mike Young was. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I just, about that. He was such a no name, pretty much. Well, because I, like I remember how, how really bad good in Italy plays. Yeah. I remember how bad that year was for him. And oh, uh, damn, son. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I think of, of all the teams from NA to have a good chance at winning worlds, it's probably TSM, surprisingly. Because I think FlyQuest just has a harder group. Uh, unless like PSG Talon gets seeded into this group and their main roster plays even better than their like hodgepodge roster, in which case TSM could just have a really fucking miserable time. Uh, Fnatic looked kind of shit. Genji had to play a gauntlet to get in from Korea, and Genji they're like the weak link from Korea. Let me see how they did in the regular season. No, I don't want to see Turkey or World. Test results. Genji. No, I don't want to. No, don't play a video. What the? Play fuck? a video. Don't play a video. Don't. Don't do me like that. Standings. It's because I'm not in the right. God, I'm such. I'm so bad at technology. All right, Genji finished third in the regular season, going fourteen and four. Playoffs. They beat Afrika Freaks three zero. Lost to DRX 3-2. Played the regional qualifier against T1 and stomped them 3-0. Who the fuck is on this team? Okay. Roster for Gen G going up against our beloved TSM. Top lane, we've got Rascal. He's pretty good. Uh, jungle, we've got Clid. He's really good. I'm pretty sure he's a world champion, isn't he? Tell me. No, he might be a world champion from T1 or Samsung Galaxy. BDD in the mid lane, he's all right. Ruler, he's really good. And Life, he's not very good. The weak, the weak is the weak part is support, and that's crazy because TSM's got a great support, and Fnatic also has a great support. So we'll see how that goes. Shit, hmm. man. I'm gonna go back to Gamepedia and try and figure out. Who, uh, if Clid's a world champion? Let's see, tournament results. Has he won worlds? Uh, he lost Worlds one time on SKT. Hey, that's still Worlds. They went 1-3 and three against G2 in 2019. 
So nice. yes, he did play. He did play on SKT. He's played on SKT for a long time. That same year, they also lost to G2 again in MSI. <laughs> huh. Oof. Came back to bite him in Wait, the butt. 2019 MSI. They also lost to Team Liquid in that MSI. Huh. So, wait, that's that just sparked some good hope for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, not really, because it's just the one guy. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that means there's a, at least a history. And if we were able to, or if Team Liquid was able to do it once, you know, they might think about it again. They have experience with them. And that, yeah. that, that means a lot. It right does. Now. Shit. How about Fnatic? How's Fnatic doing? Tournament results. They got self-made. Man, Fnatic's fucking whack, man. They they got 3-0'd in just unbelievable fashion by G2 for the final. And they went... Did they really go 9-9 during the summer season? Shit, man, they did go nine and nine. Who did who they play? All right, they beat. This graph is so hard to read. Who made this? Anyways, <laughs> uh, our best hope is probably TSM, unless Liquid gets seeded into like an easy group and just crushes everybody. Let, here's hoping. I want to see a decent upset this year. I want people to be... I want to be able to do the meme chat. Like, I want to be able to copy pasta and be like, EU? <laughs> Who? EU, more like <laughs> EU poo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him. Right. It's pretty, that's, it's pretty... so, that's socialists. <laughs> Get out of here. Dude, we're going to... Man, I'm gonna be in the fucking chat when uh and every time someone from Fnatic dies in a game against TSM, I'm gonna write it's pretty cringe, bro. Cringe. Uh, it's just I'm gonna I'm gonna single handedly turn that into a copy pasta. Uh -huh. It's pretty cringe. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh this was kind of a shit show of an episode, but not enough stuff has happened at Worlds for us to be like going bananas about. Yeah. I haven't watched enough games to like really accurately inform you on everything. All I've heard is, I guess, the uh, Brazil teams are killing it. No, no, they're no? not. They're, Did they're someone lied to me? Someone lied to you. Who told you Brazil was killing it? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> well, they I heard the games friend. were uh, interesting. Well, yeah, they're interesting because they inted. That's what it was. See, I took <laughs> the interesting in the good way. <laughs> wasn't good dude they're the only team that didn't win any games so far they're 0 three <laughs> they have to play they have to play one game tomorrow and it's against team liquid who are stomping everybody <laughs> shit oh no oh no yeah it's it's special we'll see <laughs> Jeez. Next week we'll record again on Friday instead of Sunday. Uh so we get two two episodes closer together. And we'll have a, a, a let's see if we record on Friday, that'll be nothing more interesting will really have happened. It'll be today's games, tomorrow's best of fives, and then Wednesday's best of fives. Cause as of right now, it's officially Monday. So we finished the recording after midnight. So we've got Monday's group stage, Tuesday's best of fives, Wednesday's not best me, of fives. Not for me and the colonel, though. So Yeah, it's still it's still yesterday for you guys. Um so yeah, we will record before group stage officially starts. And then there will be a whole fucking week of games. <clears throat> and we'll record again after a whole bunch of shit goes down. So we'll have way more to talk about next week and I won't be stalling for so many minutes. Uh, but that's going to do it from us tonight. Thank you for your undying support. All six of you. We love you very much. Mm -hmm. uh, 
maybe if we're still doing this in two years when Worlds is in North America, we'll go to Worlds as a unit. Players. And we'll, uh, <laughs> and we'll hang out with all three of our fans. It'll be great. Yeah, after we win. Yeah, after we win. Yeah. We win. We're going to win this year. And then we're gonna yeah, win next year. Me, me, and Proxy are gonna be in the bot lane for uh, for, <laughs> uh, for Dignitas. Flapjack's uh, uh, gonna win a uh, league MVP or whatever. It's gonna be a one trick uh, Lilia at this rate. Yeah, yeah, Lilia ADC in the bot lane. The Nami <laughs> Lilia bot. Nami Lilia bot to Worlds with the Nivea mid, and then uh, yeah, it's just gonna be bada bing bada boom, and then there we are. We'll win. Gonna brush Chinese teams and Korean teams off our shoulders like dust. Baby. Yeah, dude, it's chilling. <laughs> Too easy. Too easy. Easy clap, baby. All right, that's we 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 always do this. We go for so long. Hey, good night. What? Good night. Are you gonna say good night, bro? Nope. Nope. All right. Fine. Welcome. Fine. You know what? Hey, good night to all of you because we love you. Me and uh. Flapjack here. Yeah, we do love you. Colonel Kraken, he's a he's a full-on colonel. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, those freaking officers. <laughs> That's gotta sustain.